0: Well, when Johnny was first starting out, he was signed to this personal service contract with a big band leader. And as his career got better and better, he wanted to get out of it. Now, Johnny is my father's godson. And my father went to see this band leader. And they offered him $10,000 to let Johnny go. But the band leader said no. So the next day, My father went to see him, only this time with Luca Brazzi. Within an hour, he signed a release for a certified check of $1,000. How did he do that? My father made him an offer he couldn't refuse. What was that? Luca Brazzi held a gun to his head, and my father assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on the contract. It's a true story. Yeah. That's my family cave.
1: Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony Nikki Jr.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark. It's Sunday night, 8 p.m., May 1st, 2016. 66 degrees here at Skyfall Studios in gorgeous South Philadelphia. Thrilled you're joining in with us for episode 6 of On the Mark. A big welcome to my co-host, straight from the bar, Tony Nicky Jr. Tony, how you doing, man? What do you got there? That drink looks good.
3: Tell you what, Mark, it wasn't easy to make it in here this afternoon, man. Old client of mine set me up at a nice box over at the Philly Stadium. Got to catch them, sweep the Cleveland Indians six in a row. Wow. Might be a little early to say I told you so, folks, but that over 64 and a half wins this season. That Philly squad is good, man. They're going to be in the hunt till the very end. Possibly a wild card contender this year.
2: Yeah, Tone, you nailed that. It looks like you nailed that. I mean, I hope our uh, listeners took you up on that because they could be putting some money in their pocket right now.
3: Easy money, Marky. Every time I looked at it, I threw another couple thousand on it, man. It was wow. just money in the bank. But yeah, I've been polishing off these Bay breezes all
2: afternoon, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of
3: bringing summer in even though the weather wasn't great today.
2: Oh, not pretty, not pretty. But hey, we'll make it through. Got a hell of a show lined up tonight. Got my man DJ Johnny Looch. Coming on the Skyfall Hotline brought to you by Verizon Wireless. The guy knows how to get a party going, Tone. Whether it's at a bar, nightclub, wedding. He knows the right tunes to play at the right time. And as you know, timing is everything.
3: Yeah, Mark. anytime he's around, you know it's going to be a fun night. I've caught him out in Margate a couple times. Saw him over at City Tap House. Really throws a phenomenal party.
2: Sure does. He's a household name in, uh, you know, Philly nightlife. Jersey Shore nightlife. People are going to go where Luch is uh, doing his thing at. He's got a big following. Real excited for uh, DJ Johnny Looch to dial into that Skyfall hotline. But uh, what was it like being over at the ballpark, man? Philly's picking up a little bit of a buzz now, huh?
3: Yeah, Mark, it's an exciting team, man. Play really good baseball. They've now won 9 of 10, 15 of 21, six in a row, of course. This is a Phillies team, like I said from the beginning, will easily cruise over that over 64.5 total. All of a sudden, you're talking, can this team be wild card good? They got some dominant arms in that staff, man. Between Velazquez, if Helixon throws like an ace, you got Nola, who's a very solid two in the rotation, and the bullpen's been solid with the exception of those first two games in Cincinnati. They really have uh, started to find their stride out there in Philly. I got high hopes for them. He
1: had high hopes. He had high hopes.
0: He had hopes. Pie, apple pie the sky, hope
2: so. I'm hoping they, you know, just can stay entertaining, stay in the race. Why not? Nobody in the city's expecting World Series, but uh, why not play an entertaining, decent, competitive brand of baseball? It's, it's great to see because Philly hasn't had that in a uh, few years now.
3: Yeah, no, they're in that complete rebuild. But I'll say this: it's exciting. They played the division tough, man, and it's a tough division with those Nationals and the Mets up at of the top. Of course, of but course. But boy, when the Phillies took three from the Nets, these kids don't play with any fear, Marky. They play really hard. I I love the way they compete.
2: For sure, they're not a they're not an easy team any night of the week. They're going to give you a game. They're going to present challenges. Uh, the team's past two, three years can't really say that. This team does not roll over and die.
3: Yeah, Marky, these kids play really hard for Pete McCannon, and, and like I said from the beginning, none of these youngsters have a spot earned yet. They are all still working to compete to make a name for themselves in the majors. and They're going to play hard for 162 games. It's
2: exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of youngsters, that NFL draft this weekend, some of the teams nailed the draft. And other teams, not so much. It's almost like a wait and see. This team right here in Philadelphia, though, I got some suspicions that uh, they didn't get the job done this weekend, Tone. But we'll we'll delve into that later on, folks. This is episode six of On the Mark Vinyl. We'll be right back after this break.
1: are now on the mark with the Justin Bieber podcast. Your host, Marky Mark.
2: All right, folks. If you're lucky enough to still be listening, you are now back on the mark, ton These Eagles. A lot of red flags in this draft class. I know your constituents out in Vegas are telling you the same thing. What's your take on it, Tom?
3: Yeah, Marky. A lot of my guys out in Vegas burying this as possibly the worst draft of any of the teams in the NFL. And I know that's scary for the Philadelphians to hear. But I mean. a lot of questionable moves, to say the least, for Roseman and company. Trading so many assets to move up to that number two spot. And, you know, it's one thing when you're a team that's well-built, that really is only a pick or two away. But these Eagles are not a pick or two away. And you go in and you get a Carson Wentz. Let me tell you, folks, these two top quarterbacks this year, Goff and Wentz, this is nothing like Winston and Mariota of a year ago. 2 surefire. sure-fire Prospects that you know are going to turn out to be something in the NFL. Wentz, at best, he's athletic, Marky, but this is a questionable pick, man. Here's a guy that comes from a North Dakota state program that I don't think people realize just how strong this program is. Five consecutive FCS national titles in the last five years. Over that span, three different quarterbacks. They won their first three with Brock Letter, and in came Wentz in 2014. Had a phenomenal year led that North Dakota State team to another title. But then last year, after starting out 5 and 2, Wentz breaks his wrist, a freshman quarterback came in, Easton Stick, 8 and 0 record led the team to another national title and at this point you got to start to question how much of it is Wentz and how much is it a system fit and this North Dakota State team has been able to build an absolute superior program to go all in to lose the picks they lost this year to lose another first round pick next year when the draft is going to be possibly in Philadelphia yeah, about that yeah and then a second rounder marking in 2018 this is such an all-in move and if this misses if Carson Wentz is not the answer this will put the Eagles back a good 10 years, Marky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is a scary pick. And it's even scarier to me this year that there's so much high-ceiling guys later on in the draft. Mm. Paxton Lynch has a very high ceiling at 26. Hackenberg out of Penn State has a huge arm, Marky, and He went second round. And Connor Cook in the fourth round. These are guys that all have the possibility to have a big future in the NFL. And that makes it even more the scary to move up and to put it all in on this North Dakota State kid.
2: Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I mean, people are comparing it to Flacco getting drafted out of Delaware. But we see players coming out of Delaware quite often and contributing to the NFL. I mean, Rich Gannon took uh, the Raiders this the Super Bowl in 2002. He's a Delaware guy. So I don't know how many North Dakota State guys we've seen contribute uh, in the NFL. As far as using the word scary and a scary pick, I, you know, I don't believe in scary, this, that, and the other. I I, I would call it miscalculated. The Eagles have uh, three quarterbacks now, okay, on the roster that are very handsomely paid. And to have that much of your salary cap invested in your 2016 roster is beyond weird. This is a year-to-year league. You know, Doug Peterson goes 0-16. He gets fired. The Eagles go 2-14, and 14. Howie Roseman gets fired. It's a year-to-year league, um, and to invest this much money in your quarterback room is strange and miscalculated.
3: And not only that, you got these Eagles higher up who's talking up Sam Bradford. He's our guy, he's our quarterback, and I'll tell you what, Sam Bradford's pissed right now, man. He's not going to show up at these OTAs. He sees the writing on the wall. Now, I don't think Sam Bradford by any means deserves to have a starting spot in the NFL, hand it to him. Here's a guy that's never won a playoff game. Here's a guy that's been injured on multiple occasions. You can't trust him. But at the same time, your third string quarterback this year for the Eagles is going to be under a three-year contract. Yes, yeah, three Eagles.
2: years, what, $21 million? Yeah, so, I mean, this guy's handsomely paid. Now, we know about the flaws now with the Wentz pick and the Eagles quarterback room. Now, moving down the draft, they didn't have a second-round pick this year because of Sam Bradford. Then you keep moving down their draft board. They drafted the guard out of uh, Oregon State, I believe. Big boy, graded out nicely. But you know, once again, you know, now you're now you're bringing in guards. You know, you're not exactly bringing in explosive players, playmakers. I don't know what a guard from Oregon State is necessarily going to bring this team because I don't even think he's going to start.
3: Yeah, Marky, here's a kid the Eagles have talked up. They're excited about his versatility. He has starts at tackle, guard, and center for Oregon State. That's something to hang your hat on. I'll say that. Very intelligent player on the line. But like you said, just that. He's an offensive lineman. You can't get too excited about it. Too many paces are missing to get excited over a pick like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, so the third-round pick was all right. It's not a game-changer by any means. I like the pick a little bit, but uh, once again, it's not going to be their saving grace. Then they don't have a fourth round pick, which I believe was a part of this Wentz trade. So you go to the fifth round, and they draft this Looney Tune out of West Virginia, originally from Wilmington, Delaware, went to school in West Virginia, running back.
3: Absolute mental case, this kid, Murky.
2: Mental case with uh, an alleged criminal background, witness intimidation in a murder trial. So he's a little bit of a goon.
3: Not to mention those tweets that came out of him bashing the Philadelphia area. I know it was years ago but those came out following this pick, and I mean, mean, sounds like an absolute hood rat. Uh-huh, for sure. I don't know if that's too far, but, I, I mean, this is a guy that this attitude, I mean, for the Eagles to come in and draft this guy with a
2: new regime, it's, he it's out of this world. Yeah, he, he's not a high-character guy. And we've heard this Eagles organization emphasize high-character guys. I mean, did Howie Roseman not do, like, background checks into this? Right, because I mean, this came out immediately following the draft. You know, f- fifth round is typically where the, the bulk of the running backs go. There was a nice crop of them. You know, why are you taking this, this looney tune?
3: Who literally bashed the city of Philadelphia in multiple tweets in the yeah, past. And Be- I can't get over it.
2: Benny, why don't you read us some of those tweets?
3: Yeah, I can't even read most of these, honestly, on air. But just to tell you a few. First, he said, really hope I don't gotta go to Philly in 2012. Not oh. that bad, but just not a good sign. Yeah,
2: wouldn't want to bring a guy like that in.
3: No. A year before that, it just almost doesn't even make sense. Says, quote, only thing y'all cutty know for is the bum ass Eagles and sexers. Ah oh, man, rappers only reading y'all got butts. Wow, his English is good there.
2: Yeah, not quite sure what he's trying to say there. I think I get the general gist of it though.
3: Something negative. Yep. And then the final one I can read in 2014, Philly got all them thoughts though.
2: Uh, he might have a point there, Tone.
3: I don't even know what a thought is.
2: A hoe. Hoes,
3: Dave. Dave, hoes. <laughs> good evening, bitches. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, so he he's on he might be on to something. We got we got a couple I'm of I'm not
3: in with the kids, I guess, nowadays. Yeah. I've never heard a word thought in my life, but hey, good for him. The Eagles are really fun and winners over there. Yeah. Yeah, and the biggest thing, Marky, is just there were other names still on the board possible guys to snag up at this as soon as I hear the words that this guy was investigated for witness tampering in a murder. To tamper with a murder case, I mean it's mind blowing to me.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a goon. He's yeah, a goon. You absolutely. know? And look. Some people live that kind of life. Do I want to invest millions of dollars in people that live that kind of life if I'm Howie Roseman? No, I'll find somebody who deserves it, who's gonna compete, who's gonna represent my organization the right way. And this clown, Wendell Smallwood, just ain't that guy.
3: No, and not a talented enough, not a high-ceiling enough guy to even take a run at. Exactly. It's one thing to go after Tunzel after that video surfaces, but this was a guy yeah. who was the top tackle in the entire draft. I mean, to bring in this kind of negativity, one cancer on a team can completely ruin it. it doesn't take much. It yeah, doesn't take sure. much, Marky, I'm we, telling we've you. We've
2: witnessed it before here in Philly. Yeah. Um, Benny, the uh, Eagles, they had a second fifth-round pick. Uh, what was his name? Offensive tackle
3: from TCU. Vati vaitai. I want to yeah. hear anybody say that yeah. name right Sounds
2: Italian, Tom. Yeah, it does have Italian ring yeah. to it. Yeah, I think I know one of his cousins. Pretty girl. Oh, that broad must have some pretty good jeans in her, too, then. Yeah, great jeans, Athletic genes. Uh, now Ben's holding up a sign. Polynesian. They're not Italian. Polynesian. Uh, I love those Polynesian football players. Seriously. A uh, big part of the culture in... Uh, Hawaii, California. You see a lot of fantastic Polynesian football players, whether it's college, NFL. But once again, you're talking about a fifth round guard tackle tweener who is not gonna start. No, not this year. So once again, you're just bringing in depth on the offensive line, which is a nice thing. But, you know, it doesn't help shore up that defense. Tone, what do you think? What it,
1: may you make of it? it
3: I'll tell you this. and the underlying factors, it really makes me question is Jason Peters going to make it through this season. Right. man? I mean, it seems almost to me like these Eagles are building as if they're worried if he's going to even get through the year. I mean, it's a guy who has been breaking down that back and stuff. And if you have to move Lane Johnson to left tackle, here's a guy that could step in and play some right tackle for these
2: Eagles this season. So they hope. So they hope. So Right. So they hope. Yeah, Jason Peters is totally washed up. Benny, who was the sixth round pick? A cornerback out of Auburn, Blake Countess. Yeah, all right. Yeah, they, their secondary certainly needs some help, but uh, I see where this thing's going. Benny, I don't even need to hear any more picks. Uh,
3: Five foot nine, small kid. Yeah. Brandon Boinking like. It's my comparison for this kid.
2: Yeah, they hope. All right, they so, hope, of <laughs> course. Once you get
3: into the fifth, sixth round, you really yeah, don't know yeah. what you're getting. Total crapshoot. Yeah, absolutely. But Tom Brady was picked there, so. Yeah. yeah. You never know.
2: Yeah, you never know. Um, But
3: to invest so many picks, I think this comes down to for the Eagles. Why everybody hated it so much is to invest so much in Carson Wentz at two, man. I mean, this is the future. It is all in. If Carson Wentz hits and if he ends up being a pro bowler, we'll never talk bad about it again. But if this is a miss, man, look out. Ten years, Eagles fans. Ten
2: years. Yeah. There it is, folks. Eagles draft. Oh, wow. Benny's holding up a sign right now on the whiteboard. The seventh round pick, which I didn't even feel like touching on was arrested for battery. Which one? Oh, they man. had three of them. Which one was it, Benny?
3: The safety, Jalen Mills. LSU, LSU kid. LSU kid, yeah. LSU kid.
2: Down there in the bayou. One of them Creole cats.
3: Yeah, Marky, I was down in the bayou in the fall eating crawfish. and you know. all. I know that's a little bit off topic, okay. but uh, they do some good seafood down there.
2: Yeah, well, it turns out they're... Uh their safeties are pretty good at being up women, too, because that's what Jalen Mills did.
3: Yeah, it doesn't seem like the Eagles did much checking uh, on the backgrounds, huh?
2: Jeez, my, what? You know, it's just not thorough. Their drafts are not thorough. Uh, I don't know if there's much due diligence there, especially in a league that truly condemns You know, hitting women and women abuse. And as we here at On the Mark, we condemn that as well. And if anything ever gets
3: bigger with these cases, at any point, you know, Goodell could come down with the axe.
2: Yeah. And and
3: suspend any of these kids.
2: Jeez. All right. There you have it, folks. That Eagles draft was strange. You know, that's the nicest way I could put it. It's getting some really poor grades. But as, as TNJ said, if Wentz pans out, if he's the face of the franchise, the franchise quarterback, all will be all right in Philadelphia. If he does not, down goes the ship.
3: All in on Carson Wentz. And
2: you know that gutless coward Howie Roseman will be the first one to jump ship.
3: I'm just shaking my head, that I don't even have anything to say. Howie Roseman, you drive me nuts, Mark. You yeah, know it. He's a clown. You know what I think? And I, it kills me that Jeffrey Lurie will give him all control. It crushes me.
2: Yeah, he's a clown. Okay. And there it is, folks. We're gonna to get the to break in a little bit. I got, uh, I got to make sure we have enough time for my man, my dear friend, DJ Johnny Luch, once he phones in to our Verizon Wireless Hotline. But uh, Tone, the winners and losers of draft day, from your perspective, who do you think hit it out of the park, and uh, who's looking pretty suspect to you?
3: I'll tell you what, Mark, you're at the top of my list, and just like I've been saying this entire offseason, those Oakland Raiders, man, they're putting something special together out yeah, there on the West might Coast. Might be the
2: Las Vegas Raiders soon, Could huh? Could be the Vegas Raiders. Right. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, it's in A the works. A lot of
3: action would end up going on sure, that team. Sure, yeah. it's in the works. Yeah. Raiders love that first pick. Some people thought kind of a stretch, but they needed that safety help. Carl Joseph, you know, there was a lot of rumors this offseason. Could Eric Weddle come in and be that guy? But you bring in a guy like Joseph, this is a hard hitter, man. This is a guy that you will fear going over the middle. Can make a lot of plays. Is a ball hawk, can find the ball. And even though he missed a couple games last year, still made a bunch of big plays for that West Virginia defense. Absolute talent coming in. We'll have the ability really to play from day one. I know that the... uh, Raiders just brought in Reggie Nelson. I know that they yeah. have Nate Allen on the other side, yeah. but Allen always an injury-prone guy. Sure, sure. I think Joseph could surprise oh, a lot yeah, of people. Oh, he's gonna start right show. next to Reggie Nelson. Next two rounds, the Raiders continue to load up on pass rushers. One of those things yeah. you can never have enough, man. Yeah. They get Ward, Philadelphia's own. Yeah. Uh, Jahan Ward went to Illinois, of course. A little bit of a stretch at that second round, I'll say that.
2: Yeah, some people thought that.
3: But a guy who can be a stellar, stellar pickup for these yeah. Raiders. Big-bodied kid. Big boy, can make the yeah. big hits. But even bigger than that, Marky, this third-round pick out of Michigan State, Shaleek Calhoun, I absolutely love him. A guy that started for these Spartans over the last couple years, was really a rock on that stellar defense, one of the best defenses in the country, can rush the quarterback, big boy, 6'5", 250, man, and like I said, can never have enough pass rushers for these Oakland Raiders. A guy that will make a lot of noise on defense and I think really will fit into Del Rio's schemes really well. Fourth round, of course, Oakland trades up and maybe making the surprising pick of the draft, you but sure? a pick I love, man. Connor Cook, I was saying, yeah. all offseason, one of my favorite quarterbacks yeah, he, in the whole he's thing. Kind of like the prototype, huh? Big guy, very intelligent and accurate quarterback, like you mentioned, and a winner, man. A guy yeah. that just really, for the last three years at Michigan State, won a lot of big games. Yep. Yeah. Question marks about his attitude, that's what really made him slip, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there were some Michigan State players, Conklin, the big tackle is a great example, who talked up Connor Cook as being a phenomenal leader who couldn't even believe people would would question that about him. So, you know, you start to wonder in this draft process how much of it is true, how much of it is a little bit of stretches yeah, by these yeah, scouts. Right. But I think Connor Cook, man, could end up being the steal of the draft. Yeah. And possibly even the biggest was the Chiefs were sitting there two picks later. Yeah. And, and that could have been Andy Reid's choice. Yeah. So, you know, Del Rio blocks them from going there. To a division rival. To a division rival. And of course, if Carr goes down, man, you want that solid backup. Yeah. You won't be paying big money for a fourth round selection and cook and he could be a real future trade sure. trip for these raiders he,
2: he's proposes future trade value and uh, and in the immediate, a high-end backup.
3: Finally, one of my, my sleeper picks in the entire draft. DeAndre Washington, Texas Tech kid in the fifth round. Here's a guy you compare with Murray. Smaller guy, like a five foot eight, yeah. quick guy, had 41 receptions yeah, last exa- year. It kind of reminds Texas you of Brian
2: Westbrook. Yeah,
3: and, and here's a guy, I don't know if he has Westbrook-like talent, but on third down, man, I love his versatility. Yeah. will make big plays out of the backfield.
2: Had average 6.4 yards a catch. Well, you know that Texas Tech offense, high-powered. Of course. So of you got course. a Red Raider going to the Silver and Black Raiders now. That was a nice pickup late.
3: Absolutely, and, and you know you and wonder. it fills a need. Yeah, I really think Oakland doesn't want to rely that heavily on Murray. Murray's another guy that's had injury issues sure, in sure. the past. So you get some touches, uh, a real third down back. This guy's gonna come in and get touches from day one.
2: And then how about that seventh round pick, uh, Mammoth guard tackle LSU Vidal Alexander? Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, had some second and third round grades on him. Uh... Big boy uh, provides some immediate depth onto that offensive line.
3: I actually heard a couple scouts saying he was their number two guard in the entire draft. Isn't that crazy? I mean, 6'5", 330, absolute monster, man. So definitely really love what those Raiders did on this draft weekend. a uh, couple other winners, Mark you I, I gotta say, I love what Jacksonville did, man, on that defense. Ramsey was my favorite yeah. player in the entire draft. They've been loading up. Free agents and yeah, And and Ramsey, I just think this guy could be the number one shutdown quarter in the league one of these days. Very physical, tough to get past on the line of scrimmage. Steal the draft there in the second round with the fifth overall pick and wow. Biles, Jack, and then of course they're getting last year's first round pick back. Dante Fowler Jr. didn't play at yeah, all for this. So right to me, they are. Jacksonville's picking up three first rounders in those yeah. three names, so I think that's a great draft. Um, look at the Redskins. Another Love what team. What
2: the
0: Redskins did. Yeah, one of the,
3: a lot of a lot of uh, experts going crazy about the Washington Redskins. And yeah. why not? And one more, another winner that maybe not as big, but I love what they're doing down there in Cleveland, Marky. Really? I thought they accumulated a lot of picks, not just this year, in the future. I think Coleman's a great first-round selection for them. They need playmakers out there in Cleveland. Doesn't look like Gordon's coming back again. He just failed another drug test. You get a big target, a quick guy in, in, in Coleman. Comes from that Baylor offense. I think that's a great pick for them at 15. And then in the same breath, the team that moved up, Moved back, moved up, all over the place. These Tennessee Titans. I don't know if they went in with the best plan. I thought they panicked, moving up to get Conklin. Conklin was a middle of the pack first yeah, round. It seems guy like they me.
2: drift an offensive lineman in the first round every year. Yeah, and I get it. You want to
3: protect Mariota. You think you got Murray coming in so for that running game. But Conklin was a stretch to trade up for, man. And and I get what happened with Tunzel. He was in a free fall there. Yeah. But I, let me ask I just you a question.
2: Like don't you're a known pot smoker. You ever do the, the, the gas mask with the bong I attached? I have on the gas
3: mask with the bong Are you tempted thing. to do that? I mean, it, it didn't. Pull I wouldn't it say it turned me on. I wouldn't say that turned me on, Andre. Really? Right now, it looked a little bit out of control to me. Yeah,
2: it kind of looked like a horror movie kind right, of thing. Right.
3: I felt like it might hit me a little too hard. i yeah, coughing yeah. up a lung. Yeah. But but in that free fall, I thought Tennessee panicked a little bit moving up to take Conklin at eight. I, don't, I didn't love that pick. And then you bring in Henry from Alabama, man. I, I to me
2: that's a little bit of a stretch. I didn't love Henry. He doesn't yeah. have that breakaway speed by big, any means. Big time bust potential there. Big time bust potential. I mean like, Alabama back. Another guy who who runs standing up like a DeMarco Murray. Goes down quick on first contact. First contact. Don't what was love that him. number? Ninety five percent? Yeah, something like that contact. in the nineties, going down on uh tackles, uh pretty quick, and that's not what you wanna see. I mean you gotta realize running behind that Alabama offensive line, he's running through massive, massive Holes, massive running lanes. So, he had all, you know, you could drive a, a tractor trailer through those holes.
3: Yeah, and then in the third round, they opened up with the safety out of Middle Tennessee State. Kind of an unknown kid. I just don't think Tennessee Took as much value with with all the opportunity they had with that first overall yeah, sure. pick,
2: and with all those picks they had accumulated, they didn't exactly hit one out of the park. Biggest hit or miss draft of the uh, year had to be the Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, man! Int- intriguing. If you're a fan, you're a little bit excited, a little bit curious. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott top five is fascinating. With
3: well, with that line, man. I mean, the potential of Ezekiel sure, Elliott. You sure know, sure. you don't want to throw around being the next Emmitt Smith already, but I mean, that line. What? Look what DeMarco. Murray did with that line sure. two years ago. You give Ezekiel Elliott the chance, man. He could be absolutely
2: huge. Then another one of the most interesting picks on day three, they take a Baylor basketball player who has never played organized football. Isn't in his that life. unbelievable, man? Yeah. Dallas takes chances. Yeah. They, don't,
3: they don't care to take chances. They right. took Jalen Smith, yeah, the Notre Dame exactly. kid, who, again, who he playing. comes back healthy, but you still never know with that. But I remember a couple years ago when they did it with Lee, and Lee. Was the second round pick that w- was falling, and Dallas went after him. And you know he's had a really an up and down career for these Cowboys. When he's on the field, sure. phenomenal. But it's just that when he's on the field, yeah,
2: it's a high ceiling pick, man. He can be uh, one of the best linebackers in the league if he comes back healthy. Yeah,
3: Jerry Jones takes a lot of those, man. Yeah, he's known he for those crazy picks. And I always say I think he's the one pulling the trigger in the war room, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else has much of a say when all's said and done.
0: I want me some glory, hope.
2: We saw a lot of Temple guys drafted, picked up, which was cool. A couple other Philly guys yep. drafted, not Temple but from Philly, got a drafted. Temple team was cool last yeah, year. Yeah, they were. You good, had to expect it. Good, good defense. It. That was an interesting draft, as always. It's it's fun, man. And this
3: year we had a lot of first round trades. We didn't have as many last yeah, year. Yeah,
2: no, and, and going into the thing, you just didn't know where guys were going to land. No. And uh, you didn't really know who was going to slide, but you knew you knew there were going to be some substantial slides. Well, every
3: year. I was hearing before the draft about Miles Jack, that he was about to plummet. It came out around 4 or 5 o'clock with the knee and how microfracture surgery could be needed, and I heard he was falling off draft boards. Lo and behold, he falls out of the first day. And that Tunsil gas mask situation Marky That that's going to go down as one of the craziest falls ever because we've had guys fall Rodgers falls people fall every year but the fact that 10 minutes before the draft starts yeah. the guy who could have been the number one overall pick of course not after all the trades but when the Titans had it he yeah. looked like the number one overall pick has that video come out because somebody hacked his Twitter it's
2: unbelievable not to mention his Instagram was uh, also hacked and they posted a conversation of uh him and his coach, where his coach was paying his uh, apartment rent,
3: and his mother's something for his mother's heating bills or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and the utility bills. And that was
3: after he got selected. And, and, then, then, and he then he confirms, confirms, he it.
2: confirms it in the post draft press conference that he was on the take.
3: And you know the underlying the, factor, the underlying factor with that, which sucks so much, is. It's one of those things. It doesn't look like he was getting improper benefits to the part of this guy was going out partying and all. These were these were
2: true necessities. benefits. Necessities.
3: Necessities. And the thing that sucks the most is that Ole Miss coach, you know, that assistant coach, Ole Miss is who's going to fall the hardest for this. It's not going to matter to Tunsell. Tunsell's going to get his payday now. He's going to be fine. Ole Miss is going to fall unbelievably hard off of these sanctions.
2: Absolutely. It, it, it's bad. It's it's bad. But, uh Oh boy! Check that out. These lights are going off again. Ah, here that, we go. That must be my guy, the, the the great DJ Johnny Luch, phoning in. They're blinding
3: these lights. Still blinding.
2: Ben, I told you to turn them down, but uh, hey, it is what it is. We got bigger problems, right, Tone? So let's take this thing to break. And when we get back, folks, DJ Johnny Luch will be on the mark. Episode six,
0: vinyl.
1: <laughs> you are now on the mark with your host, Mr. Marky Mark and Tony Nikki Jr.
2: Folks, welcome back to On The Mark. We now have my dear friend and one hell of a talent, DJ Johnny Looch on the Skyfall Hotline, brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Johnny, why don't we jump right into this
4: thing? So uh, what got you into DJing, John? I'm legitimately, I'm 45 years old, legitimately doing it, 32 years, being hired as a kid wow. at 13 years old. And the reason, my mother's younger brother, my uncle, was a disc jockey in South Philadelphia. And I was going with him at 12, 13 years old, taking notes as he as he was doing the weddings. The building's still there, it's all boarded up on the corner of, um, how do you put it, Bouvier? Yeah, Bouvier yeah, and Snyder. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. I know for a fact the building's still there. Gotcha, that's nice. I don't know, in fact, after they sold it, or they rented it to um, that Tony and Tina's wedding.
0: Tony side and Tina's side. Brad, you know, cut, cut the shit, okay? Shit, Brad, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm on Tina's side, so. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, me and Tina, we're close. Oh, it's a shame she's gonna marry that jerk. Okay, and yeah, Tony yeah, yeah,
4: Tina's wedding ran there for, for uh, a few years after it was defunct.
2: Okay, cool. That was the play, right, Tom, uh, right, uh, John? It's like, like dinner theater, Yeah, right? dinner theater, I like a play. Yeah. It was in my neighborhood for a little while. Right, I heard great things about that
4: when when they were doing it where i'm born and raised in the italian market area right. i remember part of the skit was them driving around the neighborhood beeping the horns and stuff and i remember constantly hearing it oh that's, going hysterical. On. Oh, that's
2: good stuff that's
4: awesome yeah yeah very successful run they have
1: that cocksucker tony
4: yeah that cocksucker
1: yeah he's a cocksucker tony
0: yeah, one day me and Tina will end up together, because this will never work. Yeah, you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Then I'll finally slip of the
1: sausage. Oh, is that right? That's that right. That very formidable sausage of yours.
2: Now, getting uh, off of that, onto, onto what you're doing, this uh, website you uh, you got going on, what is it, DJJohnnyLooch.com?
4: DJJohnnyLooch.com is my site. And what do you got going on, on there? Let's call, that, let's call that the main site, okay. and a subsidiary to that, at least right now, is LoochRadio.com. I do have someone working on it as we speak to combine and push towards the mobile app. But yeah, that's what I have. I have JohnnyLooch.com, and I have LoochRadio.com.
2: Okay, very cool. And you're right. doing live shows on there
4: uh, throughout the week, correct? Live shows. I have five shows a week. I'm committing to the schedule. Sunday mornings I called the show Sundays with Luch, a new tradition. Okay. Monday nights Luch and Butter playing the best in R and B. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday afternoons, twelve to two. It's I call it the Luch Matinee and it's it's basically I'm mixing for two hours every day playing all dance music.
2: Ah, uh, real nice, real nice. And you can uh, listen to that in the gym, in the car, wherever.
4: That's where it's seemingly headed. I have a ton of people, specifically on the. A couple times I couldn't make the show for one reason or another. Who told me that uh, like their workout was affected by not having the show? Uh, that's people awesome. in their office, they're sitting at their desk. More importantly, and and it's extremely beneficial. People are having it on in their place of business. Uh, uh love one that. One of the sponsors of the show literally had it on in in his lobby. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's perfect. I love that. As far as um, where you will be working in the city upcoming, where are you, where you going to be at?
4: Both of the following events, are, it's great exposure for me. The Italian Festival, which if I'm not mistaken, I saw you one year there, Mark. Sure, of course. Were there. Last year on probably. Ninth, on the corner of Knife and Christian. Absolutely. I think it's my seventh or eighth year running on that corner it's, it's both Saturday and Sunday, May 21st and May 22nd. And then starting the first week in June, every Wednesday night, I'm at 17th and JFK, in which uh, the restaurant Chops at the Comcast Center takes part in Center City sit.
2: Absolutely. And that's and, always rocking.
4: Rocking. Seriously rocking. Now, recently, recently, I booked every Thursday night at Paddy Wax. Okay, on South Street. On, on second and south, yeah. Very
2: nice, very nice. What's it like, John? What's it feel like to to get a party rocking like you do? That's gotta be a good feeling, man.
4: It's it's almost like a high. It's yeah. like I never want to be off. This is what I do for a living. Yeah. I don't like the feeling of being off. And quite frankly, the 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 high, the energy comes on two different levels. One, at a wedding, you're you're truly there in, in a very expensive an important part of someone's day so to make them to make them happy that you get a high from that as far as the venues are concerned watching the people come in and you know deep down that they're there for me then to have that successful and the numbers at the bar being rung up and you know that's you really get a, a sense of gratitude for further hard work. Oh
1: yeah. And you because know
4: it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is I had a mortgage company from nineteen ninety six to two thousand nine for thirteen years.
1: Nice.
4: When the market crashed, that's when I started doing the, the DJing business only.
1: Okay. And and
4: and the begin and the beginning stages it was tough. It, it, we we went my my wife and I, my family and I, we went through some serious jabs because the business was not set up for that to be the only thing I was doing. Right, and you
2: had to grow it. You had to grow your, your Most network. Definitely.
4: <laughs> Most definitely. What had happened was, like I said, some of the jabs we took, it was bad. I, I want to say Christmas 2010. I mean, serious. I mean, I have four, four children. They all believed in Santa Claus. I I couldn't put a gift under the tree. Uh, that's and, rough, uh, man.
2: That's a, that's what no, well, it was. It was every it. I'm not even doing this right? for
4: the show. I'm I'm being sincere as soon as I possibly I can. Hey, I know. I called my father up the other day and I said that he was telling me oh, something. God. And I said God. that you told me from when I was a kid, sometimes you bite the bear, sometimes the bear bites you. And he said to me, John and he said to me, Johnny. There's nothing left for this bear to bite. It's nothing but carcass. When the (laughs) hell is he going to stop biting? (laughs) Carcass. That's a great word, too. That's funny. That's good stuff. And and Table 31 made an offer to me that January. They made an offer to me to work the first Thursday of every month. Yeah. They called it ladies night, and he offered me pennies to go to work. And I remember saying... Who the hell am I to turn anything down after what I just went through? Right. And I took the job and it became a hot spot immediately. And that's when I felt that's the start of my name being, yeah, Johnny's a DJ to oh my God, Johnny's a DJ. Like yeah, things yeah, yeah. started to change for me.
2: Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what, you're getting me pumped up to go see you down next time now. That's good <laughs> stuff. I'm serious. That's good stuff. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. Ups and downs, yeah. this, that, and the other, building a brand. Any crazy stories from any of these nights? Anything, uh, you know, being a DJ, I'm sure you see some
4: wild stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is was, was this an R-rated show? Yeah, or? sure. Rated uh, X. Uh, <laughs> um Well, I have my daughters in the car, so maybe I'll save some of the details. But I have a good wedding story. Okay. A good wedding We're story. all ears. We are all ears. Okay. I, obviously, I'm not mentioning any names. It's no. It's quite no. a few moons ago. Okay. I'm doing a wedding, and the bride and groom both came from divorced sets of parents. Okay. So, coincidentally enough, the bride didn't invite her father to the wedding, thinking there was going to be an issue. Okay. So, we get to the wedding. I didn't know the father by the way, but we go get to the wedding, and the groom has an aunt coming, which is his father's sister. The groom has an aunt coming from Florida as a guest, okay. She's there twenty minutes to a half hour. She asked me to play a song for her and her nephew. Mm-hmm. i asked the I asked the groom if it was okay. I play the song. They have their moment. Well, when it comes time for the, t- the typical special dances, the groom and mother are dancing on the floor. <laughs> the aunt walks over to them while the dancing's going on, while the cameras are shooting, while the lights are on them, and says, God knows what, <laughs> to the mother. Okay. And walks, and walks away. And the mother runs behind her, yanks her hair, and a melee oh, no. breaks out in the middle of the wedding. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah, and what the and hell did you I, do and when and you I, saw and this? And I kid you not. totally legitimate.
2: And, and so that, that fight breaks out. What the hell did you do, Looch?
4: Well, uh, rest assured that nobody danced the rest of the night, oh, which no. bothered the hell out of me. But Sure. What do I do? I just stand there and I, and I put on a good face. Who tells you to shut the music? Who who, who? who tells you to stop the music? Off? Who tells you not put it louder? To, you know, I I just stand there. I just smile, and smile.
2: like a mannequin.
4: Yeah. That, that that's one that's one story. Oh, that's Another story, story I have for you at a venue. A woman asked me for my autograph okay so i i said really yeah. she said why you never did it before i said okay i do it all the time You're right so i said what do you want me to sign Uh she pulls out an eight and a half by eleven of me out of her purse Oh no way where the hell did she get that from <laughs> i went oh okay I said, uh, give me a minute, I'm f I am i am so nervous, I never I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. So my I got I don't know what it's holding. when you're writing, but I basically got trunk tongue tied and I wrote Best of luck, thank you for everything, Johnny Lou." I am not getting to use the Rocky thing. Yeah, so my yeah, yeah. it I, don't even, I don't even know, I don't even know. That's, oh, that's the truth. That's great. That's classic. But my shining, my shining moment, as far as the venues are concerned. Okay. My shining moment, table thirty-one was the restaurant on Seventeenth and JFK. I sure. told you that. Sure. The owner was Chris Carduccio. Okay. The success of table thirty-one is what brought me to his restaurant, Mia, mm-hmm. in Caesars mm-hmm. in Atlantic City,
2: where guys like uh, Chaz Palmintero used to end up. Am I right?
4: That's, that's the night. Now, my shining moment, a month after Memorial Day, maybe six weeks by July of that particular summer, there was a line to get in me. Oh, man. I went home, I woke up the kids 5.30 in the morning screaming. Yeah. There was a line to come and see daddy. Yeah, Definitely one of those feel good, right. pat yourself on the shoulder moments. It, yeah, it, you were it, proud. It, nothing like it yeah very proud very yeah. very proud
2: and when stuff like that happens <laughs> you, you you kind of reflect on everything you've been
4: through and uh oh, it just feels so damn good and it and, 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 and makes you want to continue it, it you, complacency doesn't set in you become hungry and addicted for more
2: right right and and then you, you turn you turn up the flame on that stove
4: yep that's good and stuff that's, that is the truth mark i'm 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 giving, as the old guys in the neighborhood used to say, I'm giving you pearls here, son. Yeah,
2: yeah, and you are. And I think all our listeners are probably uh, saying the same thing. Any musical in- inspirations, Looch? Bes- besides, uh,
4: it was your uncle, you said, who got you into it? My uncle. But I, once I once I was doing it, I became a collector. Uh, I am an, an R&B fanatic. I uh-huh. mean, I... That is probably my inspiration for the for the show for my radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, of course, it's very hard to play that stuff. at jobs you can throw some some favorites in, but for the most part, for the most part, my love, my passion is the R and B, and the inspiration ranges from. The R&B in the 90s all the way down oh, uh, to the Motown of the 60s. Yeah,
2: so you know what? I didn't expect you to say 90s. I thought you were going to go Motown uh, right off the bat for me. Interesting. That's
4: good well, stuff. I well, I work backwards. So if you want to come up, I started at Motown and worked my way sure. up to the 90s. R&B's been somewhat dead for the last 10 years or so. I mean, it, it, there's no good R&B. I mean, you have some, right. but the R&B that I, the R&B that I love, it takes place in the nineties, so, some of the late eighties. So.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. So I got to ask you, what are what are some of your favorite songs uh, to play?
4: I've been opening up with uh, Lou Rawls. You'll never find another love like mine. I, I've made that my opening song. The legend, yeah, probably twenty five years. My ending song. My ending song is uh, "Mighty Love" by The Spinners. Okay. And my my go to. Oh my God! Where'd you get this one? Is is a Marvin Gaye uh, classic? I want to say 1973. Come get to this.
1: Okay. So those okay. are probably
4: the three that I name off the bat that are my 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 staples.
2: Beautiful, beautiful, all classics. And I'm yes, assuming yes. I'm assuming when people uh, get on LoochRadio.com, they're hearing these songs being played.
4: Well, Monday nights they do, yeah, and, and I am trying my hardest, literally doing homework to keep it from being bubble gum. Right. I, 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 am deep, I am digging deep, trying not to make it again bubble gum, but yet keep the interest up. I, I, I am studying and playing B sides and doing my, my best to, to make this a successful uh, trip for myself.
2: Okay, very cool. Very cool. And, uh, you know, anybody can appreciate something like that from a DJ, cause that's what's important. That's what's important.
4: Well, the theory is, Mark, on Sunday mornings, I'm playing a, a Sinatra genre type that anybody can get on there on a Sunday morning and play "Summer Wind" every week. Everybody right. can get on there and play "Fly Me to the Moon" or "My Way." Right. I, I, I want to be. I want to be different. And 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 you know what? You know what? I'm enjoying out of trying to be different. How much I'm learning. Sure. How much I'm, I'm 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 learning. Like I I find myself listening to Judy Garland and Ella Fitzgerald yeah. and and Doris Day sure. and I, and Billie Holiday. I really never never listened to that. But in an effort to make this radio show work, I am. And that's the same thing with the Monday night. The Monday night show is the same thing. I'm trying my hardest to make this. To make this a very interesting thing.
2: So you're you're not exactly trying to be the next Sid Mark with the Sinatra stuff. To sit there and say, do
4: I want to be the next Sid Mark? No, but I would most I would most definitely love having the show for a fifty year run. Uh, of course. And then maybe someday someday someone will be asking another DJ. Do you plan on being the next Johnny Luch?
2: And that's maybe that's that, a nice long term goal maybe, right maybe there. That'll happen. That's a nice long term goal right there. Now, Luch, a little segment yeah. I like to do when I'm interviewing a guest. I like to ask them their, their favorites, their favorite things. Uh, so I'm gonna fire uh, something out at you and you tell me who or what or you know where is your favorite. You got me? Go ahead. Your favorite actor. It's been a favorite actress.
4: David Actress, I'm going to say, uh, uh,
2: looks or talent, (laughs) Looch, looks or talent, could go either way with it.
4: Oh, oh, well, back in, back in my heyday, I like Kim Basinger. All
1: right, yeah,
2: nothing Uh,
4: wrong with that but that that's looks alone sure, sure. that's looks alone I guess I guess the best actress out there how do you argue how do you argue with a Meryl Streep right and and the new ones the new ones are good too like the newer ones but to give her to give her her props I'm going to say Meryl Streep alright whether or not enough. she's my favorite I'm not sure but every movie she's in winds <laughs> up being a classic ok fair enough favorite car Mercedes I had an E500 till today. I, uh, God bless. Prior, prior to tuitions and, uh, <laughs> and, four, and four children, right. and I, I, during my mortgage company years, I had an E500. I always thought it was the most beautiful thing. God that bless. That was my favorite car.
2: Yeah, that's a beautiful car.
4: And, <laughs> yeah, God, God bless 10 years ago. Today <laughs> I'm driving a seven-year-old SUV. <laughs> hey, that's okay. But, that's okay. <laughs> Favorite place to vacation? We're, we're at Disney World, family. Okay. Although my honeymoon—I'll I'll be married 18 years in May. Our honeymoon in Maui is still one of the most beautiful uh, places yeah. I've ever visited. For sure. But we are—we uh, are most definitely a Disney family, Disney fanatics, and I, quite frankly, I love it as well.
2: How often do you go down there?
4: Well, since we've had children, my oldest is 16. We've probably been down there about five, six times. Wow. But since I was a kid, we've probably gone to Florida it's somewhere in the teens, okay. 15 to 20 times total over over the years Yeah.
2: God bless, Luch. Yeah. Wow. it's a lot of trips.
4: Yeah. Well, I'll be DJing until I'm 96 before summer, <laughs> but other than that, that's fantastic.
2: Favorite Disney character. How about that Mickey Mouse? Is he your favorite or is there a favorite dark horse Disney, in the running Favorite
4: Disney character.
2: Goofy? Donald. No, nah, I like Donald. All right, fair enough. Now getting off at of Disney, favorite place to eat in the city, in Philly. Favorite place to go out to eat? The saloon. Oh, yes. I I, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. That's probably my favorite, too. Um, I still think it's
4: it's the one of the best restaurants in the city.
2: Ah, uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Great uh, great ambiance and great food. Yeah. Now, with the saloon, our favorite restaurant, let's get into this segment, G. What'd you eat today,
1: Luch?
0: Look, go inside. Make yourselves oh, no. comfortable. No, no, no. I'll make go you to something go to, to eat. Hey, how
1: do you like doing? Red. Medium red. Medium red?
4: Hmm, aristocrat.
2: I I hey I know you're on a diet, I know you're trimming down, you're getting ready for that Margate summer, but what'd you eat today?
4: Yeah, I always thought I always thought I was looking at abs, but they were <laughs> I was I six pack, but it wasn't they were my they were my rolls. So okay. I figured let me start losing weight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what did I eat today? This morning I woke up, I went to Sipping World, I had my shake. Okay. What kind of shake? I did not eat. Uh, it consists of um, berries, okay. a half of a ripe banana, frozen ripe banana, <laughs> almond milk, protein powder, chia seeds, and ice. Oh, man. Be, be honest, after you drank that, you were still starving. Yeah, well, every sip I took, I had to, like, I was, the first sip was my omelet, <laughs> the second sip was my hash brown, right, right, the right. third sip. The, the, right, then the, I ate my cream chip beef. Yeah, So Quite yeah. frankly, Mark, I was I was pretty full after the shake was over.
2: Okay, fair enough. It was a mental game at that point.
4: Exactly. So after the shake, I did not eat. I did not eat lunch. Okay. My snack was a Honeycrisp apple. Okay. And then I went to my mother's. Then I went to my mother's for dinner. But
1: now you well, didn't have a turn dish
4: it. of uh, whole wheat macaroni. Oh wow! A piece of eggplant parmesan, which was made for me with whole wheat bread crunch, Wow! Salad, right? Salad and and uh, I think I ate a, a piece of pork out of the gravy. You see, you start out with a little bit of oil. You fry some garlic. Then you throw in some tomatoes, some tomato paste. You fry it to make sure it doesn't stick. You got it to a boil. You shove in all your sausage and your
3: meatballs. Huh? A little bit of wine
1: and a little bit of sugar, and that's my trick.
4: Now you drink 130 ounces of water today <laughs> okay. and three cups of hot green tea.
2: Oh wow! Yep, yeah. that's yeah. what they say. The hot tea is a big deal. Gets the uh, metabolism going. Now your mom—absolutely. Be- your, yeah. your mom being a you know old school Italian. South Philadelphia, did yeah. she stand for when you dropped the whole wheat on her? Hey, ma, I need the whole wheat macaroni, the whole wheat breadcrumbs. Did she stand for that? Or did you get a little bit of a, you know, a lashing for that?
4: No, 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 no. Just the opposite. Interesting. Just the opposite to a point where I don't know what she does. I think she's afraid to tell me it might still be fattening. Either she's lying to me okay, or she figured some way to make it, everything taste the same. And I swear <laughs> whether I'm hungry or not. I am telling you, the food tastes the same. Okay. I feel like I'm not. Gi- I feel like I'm not giving anything up. Okay, that well, that's the, good. On the pa- that's on good. The pasta- on the pasta, as well as the, uh, the, 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 Parmesan. Right. Cause let's be honest. So make it, so fry it for me in either olive oil or canola oil, which mm-hmm. I'm allowed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's absolutely delicious.
2: Right. Because at the end of the day, no matter what kind of diet you're on, you really can't turn down mom's Sunday, Sunday cooking. That's like a, no, that's, that's no. like a sin. You no. can't do that. That would
4: be sacrilegious. That would be a price. Exactly. To turn it
2: down. Right. Sacrilegious. Absolutely, absolutely. So
4: that's what I eat. That's what I eat today, buddy. All right. Strong. <laughs> strong. Fair enough.
2: Let me ask you a question, uh, Luch. Today's music, what's your take on uh EDM, electric dance music? You you listen to it, do you like it? Is it the new disco? You know what I mean?
4: I do what I have to do with the music of today. Right. Do I believe it's as effective as the older stuff? No, right. not at all. Right. It does not the older stuff. For one reason or another, doesn't make me an oldies DJ by no means, and I don't play anything old when I'm DJing in or around Center City, but the older music in a general general statement seems to be an umbrella. It takes care of everyone. If I start playing EDM solely at a wedding or at a job, or if I start playing some of this hardcore rap or too much of it, it's you're not grabbing everyone. You're grabbing a small portion of the audience. You're not grabbing the general audience. That's my only, that is my only drawback on today's music. Few, few songs of of the past, uh, 10 years, few, very, very few. If you take Rihanna out of the mix, right? Very, very few. Oh, well, Pitbull. If you take <laughs> Pitbull, <laughs> and Mr. Worldwide, and Rihanna out of the mix, very few songs in the past ten years are going to grab right. a general audience.
2: And I gotta tell you, which I find Pitbull to be a a, a weirdo. I, I'm mind boggled that he he's he gets the plugs that he gets.
4: It's a it's almost like a phenomenon. Right. Right. Agreed. You know what I mean? It's not something you necessarily understand. It's not something you necessarily get. But the guy is just—it's—it's it's just remarkable the success he's had. It is because you got to—you got to—you got to think. I mean, there, there's
2: guys were with a whole lot more talent than him.
4: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I get, uh, But that's the thing—they—they they have selling power. Sure. They have. They have, they have selling power. And the more money they earn, the more powerful they become. And now they're not part of the game anymore. They are the game. They they own everything. They own the label. They own the record company. They own the DJ booth. Right. They own everything. Yeah. You know, so they, they compensate for the lack of talent. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Whereas the music that we talked about earlier, you're talking about, real talent like a, like a Luther Vandross like a Whitney Houston you're talking about people that grab an audience it's a little different in my opinion it's just an opinion that's that's what i believe
1: yeah
2: hey and and i'm right there with you my co-host Tony Nicky Jr. is over here, nodding his head. We all agree. I mean, it's the truth. The, the state of the music industry is is strange in the, right now, with who who gets all the radio play and whatnot. It's a little bit odd in this day and age, and it has. Well, I, I got to
4: tell you something. Another inspiration to go back to the question you asked me, and I have teenagers said, and, and you know, and by the way, they're very very helpful. Not only with the pop music, right, which you can get anywhere, they're very helpful to me with 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 keeping my stuff up to date and and i I have to give them the credit. Oh, that's but awesome. another another inspiration behind behind my radio show and 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 I, and I don't want to knock another cup. you know i I want to be objective and i I want to be a part of the big picture. I really do, right? If you sit in your car and drive, for a half hour, with Q102 on, right. you may very well hear the same song three times in a
2: half hour. Isn't it a disgrace? Isn't that a it's, disgrace?
4: And uh, you know, Mark, that, that's the word. It's truly really disgraceful. I know. It's it's, it's it's almost like an insult to your intelligence to listen to the same Justin Bieber song in yeah. an hour, maybe four or five times. It, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't
2: even make sense. I mean, the whole point is that no, they, they have a they rotation treat it, of music.
4: They, they, they treat it like like you're an addict with right. drugs. Right. Just keep on feeding and feeding and feeding yeah. until they can't take any more. Yeah, and that's when the change ultimately happens.
2: It's almost like uh, radio uh, music hasn't really adapted to the times with, you know, like Apple music and you know buying single songs on on your phone and whatnot. It's almost like they're they're stuck in the Stone Age in a, in a way.
4: I definitely would have to agree with that statement.
2: Well, there you have it, folks. My man, DJ Johnny Luch, my dear friend, on episode six of On the Mark, Vinyl. Johnny, it was a
4: pleasure, man. Loved having you on. Thank you, Mark, for this interview. Thank you for this opportunity. And I love listening to your radio show on the mark. Great interview, man. Really appreciate
1: you. Now on the mark with the Russell Westbrook, a podcast, your host, Marky Mark.
2: Real nice interview with my man, Johnny Luch. Hell of a DJ. Now I got nobody to talk to, Ben. Tony's over by the bar still with the Malibu Bay breezes. Cut off the top of a pineapple. He's pouring Malibu straight into it. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Who was this former client he was talking about that he was with at the Phillies game?
3: Yeah, I really have no idea who his former clients are. have
2: been major alcoholics, because he's still going. He's on a rampage. Tone, get back over here, will you? We're back on the air. Live, episode six, vinyl. Here he is, straight from the bar, back once again. You gotta call me out. Jesus God, Tone, feel free to chime in on one of these interviews, for, for Christ's sake. One time, my God. How about you contribute to an interview every once in a while, Tone? We're paying you big bucks over here. Tone, you missed a hell of an interview. interview there. Where were you? I was back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You were listening in. Yeah,
3: I was listening in, too. Mark. You know, I've been having, the, I've been polishing these off today, man. Yeah. I feel good. You ran out of the pineapple juice though, so I yeah. started
2: to use the actual fruit. Yeah, yeah, you, that beautiful fruit tray we had is all chopped uh, pieces now. But hey, gotta go to something. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We'll we'll make it work. We'll make it work one way or another. That's what we do here at On the Mark. Tone, I gotta tell you, I just saw that text message. You got a pretty chick with every night of the week, it seems.
3: Uh, I appreciate it. Do what I can. I what, do what I can. Well,
2: what's the secret?
3: I, I blind them with as much money and, you know, winning tickets, betting tickets as I can.
2: What, from the from the track?
3: On the track, from the uh, Vegas casinos, you know.
2: Okay, wow. Do, do what, what I can. They're into that, huh? Yeah, they, they are
3: into it, but I heard you had a nice little date the other day.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, took her hiking, actually. My first time. Hiking? Her first time, too. yeah. Apparently, I, you know, I just took some advice from some friends. Apparently, girls love to go hiking. It's a good date. It's something different. It's a, you know... Something to do. It's an activity. There you go. You can talk. You get to know each other a little bit. But you know me. I'm not really an outdoorsy kind of guy.
3: I was going to say. I didn't think you were.
2: Right. I wasn't
3: sure if you were in shape for that kind of thing.
2: Uh, I mean, I'm in shape for it, but it's really not my thing. I don't, you know, but give it a shot. So we go hiking. We're on the trail. You know, we pack some food, water all that kind of stuff and we're uh we're talking we're having a nice get to know you hey you know it was getting a little later probably about 6 30 7 maybe a little bit after that was starting to get dark and i'm starting to say to myself hey you know where the hell am i where are we you know what i mean and i'm looking around my phone's dead i got no clue where i'm at but I'm acting like I'm, you know, in charge. I got the whole thing under control. I said, yes, yeah, sweetie, we're going to we're gonna head back to the car real soon. We're working our way back. And uh, she's all, you know, she's following my lead. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you know and then I notice oh, there's no more granola bars left. <laughs> we're all out of water. It's time to get a little cold at this point, too. It's getting darker. It's getting chilly. And I'm saying, uh, Mark, what would you get yourself into now? Mind, this is the first date. I'm thinking I can blow it all. I How can- long have you been
3: out there with the broad at this point?
2: Probably about two hours. Okay. We got a late start. It was a late, later thing. But, you know, I didn't think we needed, you know, all day and night. You can get lost in two hours. That's for damn sure. So, so listen. I'm trying to get back on this trail. I can't find a thing to save my life. So I say to myself, now my survival instincts are really kicking in. If worse comes to worse, you gotta kill this chick, Marky.
3: Jesus, you're already thinking that.
2: You gotta kill her off, and you're gonna have to eat her flesh to survive. Jesus. That's early in the uh, relationship
3: to be thinking that way.
2: Well, you never considered doing anything like that? Uh, after
3: a couple dates, maybe.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is... You don't even notice, this girl This is, this is life or death. I would at least give it three
3: into the third or fourth hour.
2: You know, I never considered cannibalism, but you'd be shocked. You'd no, it'll crazy yeah, out there. I'll Listen, t- <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll be honest, Mark, I don't have the experience. Yeah. I want to take a girl hiking. I'd be worried about my own stamina.
2: Yeah, yeah. So look, now we're, you know, now we've been lost for a good hour now. And now I'm saying, oh, well, may have to kill her off. Any panic in you? I get my shovel. I'm about to whack her over the back of the head with it. And as soon as I'm about to, I spot the trail. Got back on the trail, head back to the car. Boy, that
3: girl don't know how lucky she was.
2: Yeah, Tone, I can't lie to you. I was going to take her out to pasture. I was going to put her down. But thank God it didn't come to that. Went to get a nice bite to eat afterwards. Laughing, smiling, kissing for the rest of the night. Best first date I ever went on, Tone. She's beautiful. In fact, I'm going to see her again later later this week. We're going to grab a... uh, One Of them steaks up at uh, up at Capitol Grill.
3: Say what, Mark? You better hope this girl isn't listening in, man. To this episode, she's gonna think you're insane.
2: Hey, Tone, don't you know, don't count me out just yet. If even if she does think I'm insane, these girls today they seem to love reclamation projects. You swear by that, yeah, they love reclamation projects. I'll tell you what, there was a girl uh, not too long ago, and man, I I was crazy about her. Loved talking to her, loved looking at her, loved hanging with her. But she just, you know, simply didn't feel the same. And that's okay. You can't hold it against them when that happens. Yeah, and it does happen. It's better for them to be honest than anything else, no? Absolutely. So I said, this girl's got a knack for, you know, wanting to make guys better. She likes that reclamation project thing. So I said, how can I win her over? Got a one-way ticket down to Florida, Tone. Checked myself into a a, a beautiful rehab facility down there.
3: Nah, you didn't. You haven't done a drug in your life.
2: Tone, that's besides the point. I went down there. I let them know I have all types of problems, this, that, and the other. They're talking to me, you know, touring me through the facility. Got myself real comfortable, real quick. Sat down on a nice chair, had my newspaper out, sipping my coffee. It's like a resort, isn't it? Yeah, I treated it like a little getaway gave the girl a call from the facility. Hey, I'm down here. Okay. I'm trying to get my life together. And when I get back to Philly, when I get back to Skyfall, we got to link back up. It was like I was talking to a completely different person. She loved it. She loved it. She said, Mark, as soon as you get back, let's get together. Let's hang out. You know, let's, you know, get to know each other. So that really worked for you. That a facility doesn't drug test you, huh? When you go in there. I had Joey Stacks come down, and he did the test for me. Ah,
3: so you went the opposite approach. You got the bad sample you Exactly. Well, for a girl, I mean, listen, if she's the right one, she's the right one.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I went above and beyond here.
3: When it's the right girl, you need to go to all lengths all to extents. manipulate the situation manipulate and to make her their brain. think, yes, that she loves you. It's important.
2: Because I'll tell you what, I think a lot of these girls that are, you know, approaching 30... Uh, I think they still have the brains of a 15, 16-year-old. And you know I've delved into this theory a little bit with you before. I truly believe a lot of these girls still have the brains of a 15 or 16-year-old. So what did I do? Okay. I went out and got help from a, from a local youth in the neighborhood here, 16 years old. And he's my dating consultant now. I'm having him do my text messages for me. I'm having him script a lot of different things because I can't think on that level. Anymore. And unless I'm
3: mistaken, this is working out pretty well for you. I mean,
2: it's working out beautifully. I never had more dates in my life.
3: Oh, that's great. I'll tell you what, Marky. There's not a better play. What's the like, What's the kid's name? Little
2: Dominic. Right. Well, there's not I'm a around better the corner. Right. Well, Dominic, man, that kid's he's great with the ladies, and and, and it oh, works. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I know that, and that's why he was the first guy I went to. So here I am, a grown ass man. Taking big time dating advice from uh, from little Dominic from around the corner. 16 years old. Just turned 16. And you're cleaning up now. And I'm cleaning up.
3: Makes all the sense in the world. Your theory might be right, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pretty unique situation in that house, uh, Tone. Don was adopted. Uh, little Dominic was adopted probably about five, six years old by, you know, lesbian parents. He has two moms. And uh, so, hey. He's been around a lot of women. He knows up. what he's talking about. He knows about. what he's talking and you're about. you're cleaning up. Listen, yeah the
3: the proof is in a pudding.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So you can see the way he grew up would be beneficial to understanding the the mind of a woman. Atone. Let's be honest. They got a they got a real modern family down the street. You know, I know you watch that show a little bit.
3: Yeah, it's a good show, man. Yeah, like Al Bundy. Well, you like that Sofia Vergara. She's beautiful, girl. Beautiful, girl. Sure. Didn't you see her last time you were around in Vegas? Yeah, man. Saw her down in Vegas the other time, and she's shockingly a big gambler. Throws the dice around a little bit, man. Does she? Yeah, loves the dice.
2: Lays bi- big wagers, huh? Bets the yo every single time. Interesting. Interesting. Big gambler, big tits. Pretty broad. Beautiful, beautiful girl. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's call it what it is, Stone. Yeah, let's say it's Dominic had to pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> he might be able to. If there was anybody, if there was anybody who would know, he's he's the guy. I think she's she just recently got married though sofia vergara she's with that joe Mangianella
3: oh uh, okay i'll let her go
2: yeah weren't you casted in magic mike xxl Tom? come on be honest i was gonna
3: be the bigger guy on a stage yeah, actually yeah, yeah they were gonna put me in as well, the, uh, yeah yeah i was gonna come in there as the plumber
2: okay
3: okay, okay. And i had my equipment on yeah. i learned the dance moves
2: okay what was that like Different.
3: It was something different. Challenging. Right. A lot more challenging than I would have expected. Right. Couldn't get the uh couldn't get that spin move down. Really cost me the shot. Wow. Yeah,
2: Tony the big, plumber Nikki. Yeah, that was a big payday, man. Wow. So you got through a couple uh levels of auditioning and then uh you lost the uh, spot to Anthony Anderson. Yeah, really? I only got through about an audition and a half,
3: and it gave me the cut. I had an ankle thing then, too, oh, man. God. I rolled up on this thing, Mark. I'll tell you what. I was in a walking boot for six weeks.
2: Oh, my God. Well, hey, you know there's going to be another one.
3: Yeah, the opportunity will present itself the again. The
2: opportunity will present itself again, for sure. Yeah, Tone, nonetheless, those Magic Mike movies are a big hit. But you know what else is a big hit? Right here at on the mark. The Italian of the Week segment. Ah, uh, it's a good one. And let me tell you, you know what, what's the most ironic thing? Folks, I didn't I didn't create this segment. This segment was invented by an Irish guy from Kensington. And we're just running with it. So, uh, you know, don't hold this one against me.
3: Yeah, Kirk, we appreciate it.
2: Kirk, thank you, pal. I got to tell you, Tony, it's hard to narrow this one down. Italians finally you know, making some lead way again in the the sports world. Big
3: week, man, big
2: week. You know, let's be honest, folks. Traditionally, throughout American history, uh, we have a ton of big name Italian-American athletes, Hall of Famers, world champions, uh, Olympic gold, this, that, and the other, every sport, you name it. Frankly, you don't see many of them anymore. But this week there was two that finally got some well-deserved uh, credit and made some big-time accomplishments in leadway.
3: Had to give out the uh, the co-winners this week, Mark. Yeah, so
2: we're going first time ever co-winners Italian of the week. The recipients are Ohio State defensive end, outside linebacker Joey Bosa, drafted third overall by the uh, San Diego Chargers. His uh, father played in the NFL for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, his brother's a big time recruit, I believe, also going to Ohio State.
3: Yeah, very confident, Marky. Great pass rusher. Has all the physical attributes. Says the right things. I mean, I love this guy, Joey Bosa. I thought he was deserving of being the first pick over there all. I really did. Of course, that couldn't happen. Right. But I'm going to almost count this as the first pick overall. Sure. Because, you know, the Rams and the Eagles, they were going quarterback, sure. quarterback. You're totally right. And then San Diego. Was your who they going and they come up with Bosa? Shock everybody! It was
2: awesome. Great news that hit about three, four days before the draft. Joey Bosa's great grandfather was Al Capone's bodyguard. oh wasn't that awesome? Doesn't get much more interesting than that, huh?
3: No, no, and and thank God he didn't slip because of it because it doesn't yeah, take yeah, anything. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, that wasn't like yeah, you know, that they started
2: questioning the... it. Sure, sure. Hey, good point though, but it didn't. That's the type of talent Joey Bosa is. He can overcome something like that. That's a great way to put it, man. He was basically the number one overall pick in the draft. Yeah, for sure. If you if you really think about if it. If you
3: really dig into it, because, you know, those two quarterbacks, that was just two teams that needed a quarterback. Right. So you make that play up and you yeah. get the two best quarterbacks. But the real first pick, that's Joey Bosa, man.
2: Man, and I, I don't remember the last time I saw an Italian drafted that high. No, number one overall. There's not that many Italians in the NFL, period. So, I mean, it's a, it's a major accomplishment.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to him, and congratulations to our second winner of this week. Another guy that we had to give it to, and it would be hard to top Bosa this week, but Mr. Jake Arrieta, Chicago Cubs. Mr. No-Hitter. Mr. No-Hitter, the things he's been doing, man, since he came over to Chicago. Absolute studs. Got himself the Cy Young Award last year, beating out Granky, beating out Kershaw, all those big names. Hasn't took an L since
2: last year. July, I believe, right,
3: Tom? It's something. Uh, is it that long? I know that it's, it's got. It's a great run. Hasn't lost at home since in about a year. Right. So I mean, he's been an absolute stud. Arietta. Uh, here's a guy that Baltimore got. You know, they're wishing they had him back. Baltimore traded him and Pedro Stroke for uh, Scott Feldman. I think it was in 2012, maybe 13. But uh, Arietta, man, he has turned into such an arm. All the confidence in the world every time he goes out there. I love his mentality. I love all the things he says. Only a no-hitter could compete with being the number one overall pick in the draft.
1: Yeah, Tone,
2: Funny thing about Arrieta, you know, this is kind of unusual for a pitcher, but known as a total workout freak. And you could you could see it. He, he's pretty uh pretty jacked, big time cross-training workout type of guy. And and he's is fanatical about his diet. He incorporates kale juice, fruits, and nuts into daily meals. And guess what? He also does Pilates. And he's brought Pilates to a lot of the other Cubbies players on yeah, the air. Mean, yeah. He's really made a thing of it. I mean, why wouldn't they take after somebody who's had as much success as he's had the past couple years? He, yeah, he's a stud.
3: He's figured it out, man. He has figured he's it out totally, figured and probably it out. the best pitcher in baseball over the last year and a half. And what
2: I love, Tony, after that no hitter, our intern, one of our young interns, who his name will remain anonymous. Storm stormed the field. Wasn't that unbelievable? Jumping up and down with him. I got to admit, I was a little bit nervous because he had the On The Mark podcast t-shirt on. I know, and I, I thought this and, was going to be our ass. You know what I mean? I thought we were going to you know, catch some legal sanctions from that, but we made it out. But you know what was great, Tone? He uh, made a few calls, collect calls from that jail cell to Benny Spielberg. Gave him some good tidbits of actually what went down when he was on the field. Benny, uh, what were those quotes exactly? What did How did he say that went down?
3: Gay, yeah, let me know that he made eye contact with Chris Bryant and they shared a moment together. Cheek to cheek, grin, both of them, pure joy and excitement just jumping around.
2: Chris Bryant Bryant didn't even know who he was looking at, Tom. Huh? I think Chris Bryant was
3: looking around him at Jake Arietta oh. who just threw the
2: no-hitter. Anything else? What were any other tidbits there, Benny? He said he then made his way over to Arietta. And While they're jumping up and down, yeah, he made yeah, his yeah. way over to Arietta, Told him, you're the
3: man, Jake. Arietta <laughs> then mouthed, thanks, man.
2: Love it. And then, boom, cuffs.
3: Then arm behind the back, cuffed.
2: Taken away. There you have it, Tony. That's how it goes down.
3: Yeah, we can't bow a guy like that out, though. No, no, He's not no. representing the show, right?
2: <laughs> He's going all out. He's trying to carve out a career opportunity here at On The Mark. Can't blame him. So there you have it, folks. Italians of the week. Episode 6, On the Mark, vinyl. Tony, I got to say, thrilled to have these Airhead Slurpees here at Skyfall from 7-Eleven. They do a phenomenal job with these Slurpees, don't they, Tony?
3: Man, I polish off the 64 ounces, grab a couple taquitos on the side, man. 7-Eleven's really doing it right. Now They got a full-on snack bar. Get your cheesesteak, get your hot dogs, get your pizza. They do it all over there, man. 7-Eleven and the Airhead Slurpee.
2: Delicious. Thank you, 7-Eleven. Man, I'll tell you what, folks. Tony, Nicky's drinking uh, Malibu straight out of the bottle. You ran out of juice. That bottle's on a 90-degree angle, pointing up to the sky. So You had an old-day affair, Tony. My God.
3: Yeah, I had fun today,
2: man. I enjoyed myself, Mark. You you did this Sunday right. Yeah, they're Phillies. They're fun. They're a good time. They're gonna get us to football season.
3: They really They're are. They're
2: gonna be our entertainment.
3: Yeah, man, and it's good. First summer in a while, we're gonna be able to watch those uh, those fighting fills compete for, yeah, some, a little for something or something. For sure, for sure. Oh, we will ma- blanket football be here? No,
2: nope, no question. But not to mention, we still got Vegas lined up in June. We got these NBA finals in June. Big time draft coming up for the Sixers, so there's some good stuff on tap here.
3: Oh uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna short this time of year. This is the funnest time of year, man. Once for the sure. weather
2: gets nice. For sure, for sure. And you know what else, Tone? That Margate house, that beautiful Margate oh, house. Oh, we'll a summer. It's man. gonna be big time, man. Yeah,
3: we're gonna have fun, man. We're gonna have fun.
2: Yeah, man. We'll have Benny Spielberg behind the bar mixing up drinks for everybody.
3: Yeah, we'll have and Joey Stacks on a grill. Yeah, Making yeah. hot dogs. Absolutely. And the uh,
2: burgers we like. Maybe our man, our main man, Johnny Luch could stop by and play some tunes.
3: Ah, oh, because he brings the party, man. That
2: guy's a talent, Mark. He is big-time talent and a great guy. Great interview. Great guy. Great
3: family man. Awesome. Really phenomenal guy.
2: There it is, folks. The church bells are ringing, and it looks like we've reach the bewitching hour thanks for joining in on episode six of on the mark vinyl good night cruel world